Well, happy Mother's Day, everyone. It's good to see you today. I just spoke with Craig. We got about almost 30 kids in our children's church this morning. So praise the Lord for that. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Dallas, I'm going to put this right here. Is that okay? All righty. Okay. Well, let's have a word of prayer and then we'll begin. Father, in the sweet name of Jesus, I thank you for all those wonderful children. Lord, I ask that you speak to those little hearts this morning, God. Be with the teachers as they give the lesson. And Lord, we're so grateful to every mother here today. Father, it's an everyday job, and so often it goes without so much as a thank you, God. I pray that every mother be given holy fortitude, God. Lord, in thy holy and precious name, we love you. And we exalt you this morning in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Well, this morning, if you go to the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 31, and I'm sure many of you know this, talk about the Proverbs 31 woman. I think there's even a company that sells uh, women's uh, stuff uh, that's called Proverbs 31, and I think Kathy has one of their bags. But Proverbs 31 is famous for the virtuous Christian woman and what that's like. This morning, we, as we look at Mother's Day, you know, you could talk about mothers endlessly, but there's three things I think the Lord showed me. Number one, mothers are life givers. Mothers protect, and mothers are teachers. That's a huge load in anybody's life. It's a huge thing to literally give life to someone else. There is no bigger gift here on earth than giving life. And as we look at Proverbs 31, let's, let's read that together starting in verse 25. Proverbs 31, verse 25, it says, Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. The Bible tells us that the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ, came through a virgin. Her name was Mary. After Mary gave birth on that Christmas as we celebrate, it wasn't an easy road because Herod the king heard that there might be competition, or so he thought for his throne. He said, every child, every male child, two years and under, I want them dead. When they heard of that, the Bible says that an angel in a dream came to Joseph and they went to Egypt. And after that time had passed, Jesus came back with his family from Egypt, and thus it fulfilled prophecy that out of Egypt, the Messiah would come. The Bible also tells us about a woman named Jochebed. Well, who in the world is Jochebed? That was Moses' mother. And at the time that she gave birth, it was a time where the Pharaoh began to feel threatened because the Hebrews, who were slaves, were starting to outnumber the Egyptians. And Pharaoh said, every male Hebrew that's born needs to die. 
And the Bible tells this wonderful story that he told the midwives who helped deliver birth, uh, helped to deliver the baby, he says, if it's a male child, you kill it. If it's a female child, you let it live. But the Bible says that God blessed the midwives because they followed God rather than Pharaoh. And it says this, that what, here's what they told the Pharaoh. Well, how come I still see baby boys being born to the Hebrews? They said, well, these Jewish women are not like Egyptian women. They give birth and they're gone. <laughs> they're up and at them. And you see, friends, listen, giving life requires a lot of mess, doesn't it? It's not easy in a sinful world to give life. See, the Bible says sin brings death. And when we're born into sin, we naturally are inclined to death. But it takes a wonderful godly mother and a godly grandmother to make sure the children go in the right direction because, listen, everything is against them when it comes to leading a godly life. Friends, it's like a tidal wave or a tsunami of sin in trying to raise a Christian child today. The Bible says this in the book of Psalms 139, for you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. There is no life without a mother, isn't there? Number one, a mother is a life giver. Second of all, she's a protector. Now, I'll tell you what, a bear can be pretty peaceful, but you mess with the cubs, it's not going to be peaceful anymore, is it? Jochebed protected Moses in that the Bible tells us they made like a basket, they put pitch and what have you so it would float, and they knew just the time the Egyptian princess came down to bathe. And they set it afloat. And the Bible says that when she saw that baby in that floating uh, crib, I'll say, <laughs> that her heart went out to it. And lo and behold, here comes Moses' older sister and says, hey, ma'am, I, I have a Hebrew woman who will nurse the baby, take care of it. In other words, be the nanny. will nurse the baby, take care of it. And she said, well, sure, that sounds good. And as Moses grew, the Bible tells us that then he went to live in the Pharaoh's palace. Now, I don't know about you, but if I lived in a nice palace, what would it take to get me to go and live out in the middle of the desert in nowhere? But that's what the Bible says. As Moses grew and saw the Hebrews being mistreated by the Egyptians, one day he got really mad and he killed an Egyptian. And he ran out to the land called Midian. Now, I want you to think about something. All those boring days and afternoons raising this child, who was pouring into Moses but his actual birth mother? See, she was taking care of him as the hired help. But as he was with her and she taught him from birth, it was so instilled that he was willing to leave the palace and riches and everything life has to offer to follow what mama said. Once in a while, he would go to the palace and they'd probably play with him a little bit. Okay, back to the nanny. 
And as Moses was raised, friend, he became a wonderful man of God. Listen to this from Hebrews 11:23. By faith, Moses, when he was born, he was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw that the child was beautiful and they were not afraid of the king's edict. See, friends, they followed God instead of man, and that definitely spilled over into Moses. It is a wonderful, wonderful thing to be a mother. It's a high responsibility as well. The love of God is even compared to the love of a mother. Listen to this now. Isaiah 49, 15 says this, Can a woman forget her sucking child, that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, they may forget, yet I will not forget thee. Now think of that. God says, my love is so great, it's greater than that of a mother nursing a child. Now what a comparison. The highest event of love in this natural life, a mother and child. God said, well, they may forget, but I won't. Now why would he say that? Because every one of us say, you know what? That's impossible. She will never forget. And what an incredible compliment, I guess I want to say, of the love of a mother for a child. What an incredible gift to be given that out of your body comes life. Friends, it's just such an incredible thing to be a mother today. But mothers, you know, that doesn't mean it's easy, does it? It's a challenge. And to be a mother today, listen, I cannot imagine the challenges that you face. How do you teach the child love, godly wisdom, and teach them about life overall with everything that's going on in life? Well, look at this. Look at the 26th verse, all right? She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on the tongue, I'm sorry, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household. Now, friends, listen. To a child especially, if mama says it, it's fact. She said it. That's it. Case closed. There's no debate. My mother said. And that's it. And everybody will tell you, scientists included, that at that young age, you make such a deep impression. It lasts a whole lifetime. Mothers, you're life givers. You protect just like Josh, like just like Jochebed protected. And you're also a teacher. You teach love. You teach wisdom. You teach about life overall. By the way, there's a woman named Abigail. Anybody remember Abigail? Now that's she's kind of a hidden character, but she's in the Old Testament. And here's what happened. David and his men, you know, they were running away from Saul and what have you. And anyhow, David and his men were getting hungry, and they came across a vineyard. Uh, his name was Nabal, and he had some good land, and they were going to go down and say, listen, can you give us a little food? Can you give us a little shelter? Can you give us a little something to drink? You know, we're running from Saul. Can you help us? And the Bible says that Nabal was a foolish man, and he talked roughly to them. So they went back and told David, and they said, David, this Nabal guy, <laughs> he's not too nice. And David said, gird your swords. In other words, get ready. 
And as they're on their way down there, the Bible talks about how wise Abigail was. And she got about 200 loaves of bread, a bunch of uh, grapes, this and that. She met them along the way, and she said, Oh, David, and she bowed down according to the Bible and said, Oh, please forgive, my husband's a foolish man. <laughs> but I have gifts for you. And she appeased them, and Nabal lived that day. See, friends, she's a protector. And her own husband, and who else in her household, I don't know, could have been killed that very day. But because of her wisdom, friends, they were spared. You know, friends, every single day, mothers do things that pass unnoticed all the time. And unfortunately, it's taken for granted. And it's kind of like, well, she's just supposed to do that. And that's easy to say. But you know, friends, listen, may God open up our eyes to everything our mothers have done for us that we've taken for granted. May God show us how rich we are today because of a godly mother in our lives. The other thing I want to show you is this. Isaiah 66, 13, as one whom his mother comforts, so will I comfort you and you will be comforted, Jerusalem. A mother's love brings a whole lot of comfort. You know, there's no place like home, right? And there's nothing like mama's cooking. That's why there's this saying, a woman makes a house a home. You can build a house, it can be pretty as can be, but that doesn't mean it's comfortable inside. You can have a shack that's fallen down and you come in and it's like a nice warm bath. It's so comfortable and peaceful and sweet. And so much of that has to do with mama and everything that she's done for years and years and years that's passed unnoticed, unthanked, just supposed to do. Let me just share one more verse with you if you don't mind. Titus chapter 2 verses 3 through 5. It'll be up there. I just want to read this to you. It says, Likewise, teach the older women to be reverent in the way they live, not to be slanders or addicted to much wine, but to teach what's good. Then they can urge the younger women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled, to be pure, to be busy at home, to be kind, to be subject to their husbands, so that no one will malign the work of God. Mothers, you have a huge responsibility as a teacher. You teach wisdom, you teach love as no one else can, and you teach about life overall. I want to share one thing with you today that, you know, you may be here today and say, well, you know, I, Brother Ben, I've done my best in that area. I really have. But I have a son or daughter that's really not listening. I mean, it seems the more I talk, the more they don't listen. And they're getting in deeper and deeper and deeper. And I pray for them, it goes nowhere. Sometimes I wonder if God's even listening to my prayers. Sometimes I grow so incredibly frustrated, I just don't know what to do. Well, friends... I may not be a dad, but I've been there. I have a uh, um, great nephew 
that we lived with him for a while when we moved here. And we tried to talk to him, and we tried to talk to him, and we tried to talk to him. And he would make fun of Christianity at times. It was just like, no matter what we say, nothing was right. Recently, about a year ago, he got into a lot of trouble. Basically, he's now in jail for manslaughter. Don't know when he's going to get out. We know it's going to be at least 15 years from now. This, this is a young guy in his 20s, early 20s. And we just got a letter, hallelujah. And um, he's given his life to the Lord. He's led his cellmate to the Lord. Looking forward to the day when he can preach like Uncle Ben and join him in the ministry. Now all that time, it looked like that's the last thing this guy's going to do. But you see, God had to do something dramatic to kind of get his attention. But after God got his attention, he's now turned him in the right direction. And let me just say this, okay? It doesn't matter how bad the situation is. Mamas, that could be God getting your son or daughter's attention. And it might be just what's needed to say, wake up. Because, you know, when we're young, we hang on your every word. But somehow we hit 13, and boy, mama don't know nothing no more. But then you start to get 20, 30, 40, and we start to realize how smart mama actually was. So with all this, listen, you have poured in love, you've poured in comfort, you're a life giver, you've protected, you've tried to teach, and you may be here saying, you know, I don't really see what this is leading to. Well, I know the Bible says this, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, I'll put it in my words, he'll remember it. After he's been through the fire, he'll remember it. After the lock closes behind him in the cell, he'll remember it. After the divorce, he'll remember it. We don't know what it's going to take to get somebody's attention. We just don't. But God does. So I don't care how black it is, how dark it is, you relax and you pray because God might be getting somebody's attention. If you train up a child the way he should go, and when he's old, he'll remember it. That's God's word. And you can relax because God is at work, whether you see it or not. We're never required to see it, friends. We're just required to believe it. Don't think for one minute all your love, work, affection has gone for nothing. Because the Bible says this, God sees everything. And at the end of the day, if we are a Christian believer, even raising your children is unto God, not unto themselves. We do it in a way that pleases God, and you let the chips fall where they may. I know that the, the, you know, you're tempted to just rushing like my mom did, you know, rushing, shrinking up, what's the matter? And it just made things worse. And the Bible is full of stories like that. Gracious, if I could count them, 
I don't know, there's a couple thousand pages. There's probably at least a thousand stories that are like this. This woman or this man got far away from God, and they were doing all this, and they were about to really cash it in, but God. But God came in and rescued them. But God would not allow this or that. But God spoke to their heart and woke them up. Every single one of us, we were on a path to perishing forever, but God. And when God came in and saved the day, he saves for all eternity. You're a life giver. You're a protector. You're a teacher. And believe it or not, I don't care if you believe this or not, you are the biggest person in that individual's life. Don't worry whether they act like it or not. Come on. All of us were 16, 17, wanted to act like we were far bigger than we were, okay? All of us wanted to give the impression that we've got it all together and we don't need mom and all. All of us, okay? The Bible says something very different. Strength and honor, that's what she's clothed in. She shall rejoice in time to come. Her mouth... She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household. She doesn't eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you have excelled them all. Charm is deceitful, beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord she shall be praised. And friends, listen, mamas, if not here, the angels in heaven are praising you. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. Let God be true and every man a liar. Amen? Lord, what incredible women are here today. They're strong because of you. They have confidence because of you. You have blessed them with the gift of life, God. Holy God, I pray for every mother who may be struggling here today. Give godly wisdom. Give them assurance. Let them know, God, you're right there with them. That not one thing they have done in their life has ever gone to waste but that speaking Jesus Christ to their children is the most important thing in life. We thank you now, God, for what you're doing. In the holy and wonderful name of Jesus, amen.